0: All right, welcome to the first episode of Inside CrossFit Greater West. Now, in a perfect world, we'd be sitting at the gym, recording it together, but with the current climate of uh, COVID, guys, we're going to be bringing it to you guys via Zoom. Now, each week, we plan to bring you guys all things health and fitness, breaking down the past week and the week ahead. Uh, we're blessed with such experienced coaches across CrossFit Greater West. Uh, you've heard me say that a million times but we'll be tapping into their day-to-day routines and how they can help implement yours. Now, the idea of this podcast is to keep it really raw and cut and just um, bring, bring you guys some gems that we already speak about in class, but being in that group environment may go over some people's heads. So um, we can just tap into this and you guys can listen and, and take out what you need. Um, first up, we have Josh. Welcome, bro. Thank you.
1: Mate, what an honour to be the first guest. Yeah,
0: yeah. what an introduction. I think I went over that a few times in my head and got it completely wrong just then, but it sounded all right. So Very yeah. good. That was good. Yeah, so um, big focus on this conversation is obviously going to be lockdown and now um, the whirlwind that's brought each of us. And uh, I think we have both had a little bit of different outlooks on, on lockdown. Uh, it hit me a little bit harder this time around, but uh, from the conversations I've had with you, over the past few weeks, um, having such a strong mindset, you have sort of continued on through lockdown with your uh, normal routine, but then implementing on how you can now do that during lockdown.
1: Yeah, I think for for me, it was a little bit easier not to to brag, but I did lockdown before it was cool uh, because I've been having an online business before COVID. So I was working from home anyway. um, So I found it like not too bad of a, a transition and I think that's why I was able to, I guess, share some insights with, like with yourself, some other coaches um, and even the members on, on how to, I guess, keep going and, and establish a routine. And especially when you start to feel um, a little bit, I guess, claustrophobic, um, I guess that was even the, the, the main reason I started, I reached out to you to become a coach at Greater West was because I was so, um, I guess, entrenched in working from home. I was going a little bit crazy, just only mm-hmm. like talking to people through a screen. So that's why I reached out to you. I actually wanted to just spend more time face to face with people and, and walking around and for my mental health, that was a, a really, really good thing. But um, yeah, I think when it comes to, I guess, being at being at home more often, it's about establishing some things that really work for you and improve your mental health. Um, and if that's, you know, getting out and like I said, establishing a routine and some rituals, it's, uh, it's a really helpful way of going about things rather than I guess, being reactive to things. You want to be proactive. Um, that's, I guess, the main thing, especially with all the chaos in the world that's going on. You want to have some sense of control, and that's where establishing a, sorry establishing a routine is really important.
0: Yeah, massively. Uh, I think we've had a conversation a few times on how I'm such a stickler for routine, and, and that's why I think this time around with lockdown, it affected me a little bit more. Now, over writing down notes the last week, I realised that the last lockdown wasn't this severe, The last lockdown, hairdressers were still open. Um, We could train in groups. Like I could go to Horner's house and train. Um, This lockdown, we really felt the effects of a lockdown. And it took me a few days to realise that. So uh, realising the difference in the two lockdowns, I was then starting to uh, implement ways that that could then Help me get through this lockdown rather than trying to compare it to last time like I I said a lot of times the first week I got through it the first time we did this the first time it was fine but in saying that it's a lot different to the first time this lockdown Uh, I think this lockdown that we're going through now is what the rest of the world went through ours was yeah very minor compared to this one the first time around
1: yeah. I think we were super complacent last time. Like I honestly barely even felt the difference last time to yeah. compared to my normal life. But this time around, even for me, I'm, I'm noticing some real differences. Like I kind of, I don't see my family at all now. Like I, I basically just stay in, in Putney, which is like, yeah. I don't get to, don't, don't get to leave this area at all. Um, so I'm definitely feeling it a lot more than before. And it, I think it's harder now for Australia because the world is back to normal and we're yeah. watching everyone live a normal life and, you know, we just watch the games as well. People are hugging, people are training next to each other. There's a crowd. And then we watch the footy, there's no one again. It's it's crazy. It's it's so different compared to how it was this time last year.
0: Yeah, it definitely feels like we've gone a backwards step. But um, yeah, hopefully there's a little bit of light coming up soon we can get through this again. Although we got through the last one, we'll get through this one. Um, yeah. yeah, the uh, conversations I just want to have through this podcast of just things that we can implement through our members that then that can then help us. And now one of the big things that we spoke about just now and that we've spoke about the last few weeks is um, routine and how we can make routine and discipline to sticking to that routine overall, make that day just a lot better and feel like we've got out of that day uh, what we need to get out of it rather than feel like we've just been sitting at home the whole time. Now, something that really helped me the last week is uh, a little quote that I know you've said a few times, and we've even used it on our Instagram was things in motion stay in motion. So, uh, what I really focused on last week, and I've had this conversation with a few people through check ins, was I just wanted to make sure that I was doing the right things. Now, I didn't need to be doing the right things at 100% uh, because I wasn't up to that. I wasn't feeling like doing everything. Uh, to the fullest at the moment. So last week, what I did, I was made sure that I did my hours worth of training, but everything was done at 50%. Now, if I was going to be snatching, I made sure I snatched no more than 70% of my one RM. If I was hitting a rowing workout with box jumps, I would hit it at 70%. Now that meant laying on the ground a little bit longer, instead of rowing at a 150 pace, I rowed at a 210 pace. Now. Um, what I found with that was exactly that saying that the wheels started to turn a little bit quicker than Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I've just put 75% on the bar. Wait, I'm not rowing at a minute 50. I'm rowing at 145. I don't even realize it. Um, that really, really helped me. And uh, I made sure that with all my check-ins this week, I really gave that little bit of advice to my members. Now that moving into this week, I feel like I've been training this whole time during lockdown. Now, I'm a little bit sore because I did have those weeks where I was not doing as much, but the mental side of it, knowing that I've put those building blocks from last week has really really helped. Um and that's a credit to you guys and 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 giving me that little bit of advice over and over again and having that in the back of my mind helped me last week.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, getting started is the hardest part and that's yeah. why that objects in motion, stay in motion, um, you know, once you've started, you've, you've done basically the biggest chunk of it. And I guess when people struggle to get started, it's because they have these really, I guess, maybe unrealistic goals yeah. or, or these really, really big plans. And I think I like what you did is you scaled it back to 70%. You're like, I'm not going to try and hit my old numbers. I'm not going to try and hit my, you know, 100% road time or, or my snatch. I'm going to scale it back because what that does is it makes it more achievable when you're looking at the task. And then it also builds momentum. It builds confidence. So you're like, oh, I felt actually great last week by sticking to my routine and actually training every day. And you know what? Next week, I might up the intensity. I might go a little bit heavier. I might go a little bit faster. And you keep building on the confidence. And that's why starting small is so important.
0: Yeah. And funny, a lot of the things you just said, then, is something that I wanted to lead into and that we've spoke about, uh, the confidence. Being able to finish what you set out to do by doing it at that 70% was the writing down the checklist each morning. Now, um, I know you're big on this and it's something that I've really brought back this last week where I wake up in the morning and and for those that have read uh, Matthew McConaughey's book, Greenlight, um, it's where I first got it from. Uh, I write down everything now. I mean, everything from Josh is having a coffee at the moment, I write down, have a coffee at this time, go to the toilet at this time. I know that sounds weird, Um, eat at this time, drink this amount of water now. What I have found this does for me is it gives me a purpose at the end of the day where I'm like, look at all these things I've achieved. Like I set out at the start of the day to do all of this and I've completed it. Like this is a stepping stone in the right direction I need to then make the next few days even better. Um, yeah. And I, I know this is something that you're really big on too.
1: Yeah. We, we use it at Fortitude with our clients, um, a habit checklist with their nutrition, with their lifestyle goals as well. So I might be, you know, eating protein at every meal, um, eating two serves of fruit, eating veggies at every meal, um, drinking at least two liters of water. Those kind of things, when you have them in a, in a place that you can see, it also acts as a cue. Mm. So when we look at habit building, our habits follow a feedback loop of a cue, a routine and a reward. So when you see that cue, you're like, oh, that's right. I've got to have protein every meal or I've got to drink two liters of water. Where's my water bottle? Even seeing my water bottle now, I go, okay, I've got to actually drink my water. So the visual cue is really, really important but then when we have the reward just ticking it off your list it's it's, it gives you this bit of a celebration like oh that's mad i've done that for the day and it locks that um habit loop in by um by having that reward um sense yeah so you want to you want to keep doing it as well it it really does gives you that that sense of achievement as well i've got it for certain parts of my diet that i'm trying to work on at the moment um a habit checklist is really nice to go oh yeah cool i've done that today a day that you haven't done it you go okay why didn't i get that done uh, what can I try and do to make sure I get it done tomorrow? And it's a, actually a, a strategy from Jerry Seinfeld. Um, he calls it the, the chain method and they said um, he said if you want to get better at writing jokes, you got to write more jokes. Yeah so he, he he said he would write a joke every single day and on his calendar he would put an X on the day that he he wrote a joke. and he goes once you've see, once you've seen a few x's, you want to try and keep that streak alive. you want to keep going for as long as you can.
0: Yeah, that's a massive and, and and we could have a whole another conversation on a book, Atomic Habits, which we yeah. we will one day and we've got a lot of members reading that at the moment now. We spoke about talking about this at the moment, but I think we have maybe three members from my checking that are, are going to start reading it. So when when they're finished, we'll speak on that. But I also use that for training too. Now, um, Gabby and Nat will see when they train with me that I tick, let's say it says 10 sets of back squat, I'll do a back squat and I'll walk over to the board and I'll put a tick and I'll end up with 10 ticks because I know that I've done the work and it's like, all oh, I'm six down. You've only got four to go. And that visualization yeah. of knowing how far you are, it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot more satisfying and it gives you a little bit more confidence than rather in your head thinking about it. Oh, you've done six. You've still got four to go. Like this is heavy. When you actually see something that's you know, 60% written out, it's, it's a lot more confidence building than just letting it manifest in your head.
1: Yeah, and then write like writing it all out and having that that checklist mm. in front of you, it makes it really concrete as well. And that's like a, a thing that I set my clients this week on having concrete plans. When you write what you're doing, when you're doing it, how you're going to do it, and where you're going to do it, you don't have to use as much mental resources to think about it. It's already kind of planned for you, and all you've got to then do is execute.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah.
1: So for yeah. some people, it's like they might they might be struggling to actually get the motivation to do the workout for for this week. So they go, okay, I'm going to write down that at 5 p.m. in the driveway, I'm going to do this workout. And so, okay, you don't have to think about when you're going to do it anymore or where you're going to do it. You've already told yourself, I'm going to do it here. The next part is to tick it off your list.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a great bit of advice. Um, and again, sometimes your hardest judge is yourself. So everyone's like, oh, I need that coach or I need a little bit of motivation. But by writing it down and keeping yourself accountable of yourself, you'll find that like you can be your own coach. You can be mm. your own cheerleader that you need to, to get out there and get the work done.
1: Yeah, and I think another thing we, on on that kind of thing, a workout doesn't have to be perfect. No, you no. just got to you just got to get it done because you got to you want to build a habit because it, you can't always rely on motivation. And the thing I always say is, you're never motivated to brush your teeth.
0: Mm. You just
1: do it. It's a habit, yeah. right?
0: Correct. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you never wake up and go, I want to brush my teeth today, <laughs> like yeah. I really want to brush my teeth when I go to bed. Like you know, it's that's that's a habit, and you want to make training, you want to make nutrition, and all these healthy lifestyle habits. You want to so you want to make them a habit, right? Um, you don't have to rely on motivation to think about what to do because it will just come and go in waves. So getting it done is far more important than trying to get it done optimally. Yeah. So just tick it off. Yeah.
0: And that's massive with the Strava app with the uh, people running in that this week. I made it clear to a lot of them and, a, and and a lot of the most kilometers clocked up are people that are walking. Yeah. A, a few of them were hesitant to join because they were walking, but don't measure what you're doing compared to someone else because that is what's important to you. Now if walking five kilometers a day is the equivalent of yourself running five kilometers. I'm talking about you here, me walking, you running, like it's exactly the same. It's what you're getting out of it, not what you're comparing to someone else or what it should be at that time. Um, So yeah, that's, that's a great little bit of advice there.
1: Yeah. I think that's why I really like the way we structure things at, at greater West is there's no there's no scores that people can yeah. see, or well, not not that I know of. Like there's nowhere you don't come in the afternoon and go. I've got to try and beat this time from the AM class, unless you've had a chat about it. But there's there's no competition in in that sense. Um, you just you're only competing against yourself, and there's there's scaling options at the gym, so you can scale things in other areas of your life, and especially with home workouts too.
0: Yeah, and and what you just explained is why the reason five years ago I never wanted to do write your times on the board because what my time in a workout compared to someone else's time in a workout is irrelevant because there's so many different factors that go into that someone's day how they're feeling and and then that's why over time we came up with that compete uh, performance sweat because people won't come to the gym thinking i've got to do heavy thrusters and i'm in the 4 30 class like I'm, I'm gonna everyone's gonna be cheering me on at the end and for some people that's intimidating. So if I give them the option to do an empty barbell, well, Hey, I can do an empty barbell in five minutes and I'm going to finish at the same amount of time. Now doing those 30 thrusters in an empty barbell is a million times better than you turn and left and going home and doing nothing.
1: So, exactly right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I use that analogy with a lot of my clients that do CrossFit in the nutrition space, I'm like, if you're, if you one day go, Oh, I don't feel like that meal. You don't then just, Oh, I say, sorry, I use it for training. If one day you go, I can't do that workout. You don't just go home. Mm. You, you scale it. So same thing you, you can do with your nutrition. If a meal is going to be perfect, you can scale it back to still be goal aligned.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I massively agree with that too. And then the whole snowballing of, well, I've missed that one. I may as well miss them all. Well, no, because 90% is still better than 0%. So yeah. 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 That's, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Um, I know we spoke a fair bit this week on check-ins. Now we, this was your idea. Um, a lot of the members don't know that it is your idea that you came up with uh, checking in on the members and, and how we can help them now for me to check in on all the members that was going to be hard. So we broke off into groups and I just randomly broke them off into groups on uh, the classes they attend. Now, most people attend mornings. They went with Gabby and, um, The newer members got Tatiana because she's had the platform with them signing them up and then the rest got divided out and what's come from those and and come from our members has been some great insight that's helped me this week Um, and shout out to those members that then messaged me back and asked how I was. I am, I was, I was touched by that. I I got a message by quite a few members saying you're checking in on everyone else. Is anyone checking in on you? Um, That's awesome. And I, I find that's the community we have and, um yeah i know you've spoke to a few and come up with a few things and was there any things that uh was a common common answer from anyone that we can elaborate on and try and help those that may have kept a few things to themselves
1: yeah i think that the people that are that are doing really well at the moment are the ones that keeping routine or, or i think creating a routine because it's your routine will be different to what it was like before when you could go to work and you could go to the gym and you could go see people and I think now it's about establishing a routine. And I think one of the main things I wanted to share was actually a conversation I, I had with Chad. Um, he was like, he's, he's got a couple of non-negotiables and it was actually we like, it's what we call the good day formula. It's like every day reflect on the things that when you have a really good day, write down what you did and think about if that's a common theme. So for me, it's like, Um, If I meditate, if I do my mobility, if I move, whether it be training or walking, um, if if I do some reading, those are like my four things that help me. I, I know I have a really, really good day. And I think, yeah, Chad had a few things that he's got. So like non-negotiables and a bit of a good day formula. Um, so that was like a, a really cool uh, thing to see. And he was really good at establishing a routine as well. Um, and quite a few people that were like, I'm just trying to get into a bit of a routine and get into the swing of things. And that's what we keep coming back to this, like objects in motion, stay in motion. When you have that routine, it just keeps flowing and flowing. Some people were struggling with a bit of motivation. So we're trying to come up with a bit of a, almost like a pre-workout ritual. So it's like, have you got some good tunes that really get you in the mood? Um, can you, you know, have a coffee or a pre-workout or something to get you going? Is there a few steps you can put in place before training that's like, okay, cool, I'll put my shoes on, uh, I'll go out into the driveway, get everything ready, and that's when you go, okay, cool, now I'm in the zone.
0: Funny you say that. Now, I I never really thought about it till, I th- till right then till you said it. Now, from a nutrition point of view, it might not be the best, but... I, no matter what I'm feeling, I'll go skull a pre-workout because then I'm like, you've just had a pre-workout. You can't go sit on the lounge. Like you can't not yeah. do anything. Like what you, you're yes. going to sit there and you're just going to be off your head on the lounge. You may as well go train. So <laughs> I've never thought about it, but every time I have a pre-workout, that's what I think about now. I don't know. That might be something for someone else. They might be like, oh, I'm going to go to the park. No matter what, I'm going to put my shoes on and go to the park because if I'm at the park, well, I'm not going to go home. I'm going to do something. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's cool. a good Yeah, If that's come, yeah. it, if that's come like- from you or Chad, that's, that's a, a, a great little bit of advice.
1: Yeah. So it's like it kind of, um, you know, when like an AFL player, right? They, they pull their socks up before like they get a goal. That's a ritual. Um, Michael Phelps has his certain ritual. A warm up is the exact same. Um, he swings his arm three times. He takes one headphone out, swings his arm three more times, takes the other headphone out. That's a ritual. And the next part is the execution
0: yeah and then again that's that motion you've, you've got yourself moving you'd be surprised with what comes next what comes next before you know it you're at your first set and it started so um, I think yeah that's that's a that's a great great bit of advice I'd, I'd definitely say that to a few people come up with a non-negotiable that is how you start every session now then that will then lead into that session and you'll find that yeah exactly that that It just moves through and flows. And before you know it, you're 20 minutes in, you've got your jumper off. And that's why with a lot of members and especially the morning class, they'll hear me say that jumper's off. I try to get them to move at a pace that they want to move at. Shout out to the girls that barely move in that morning class. But I'll focus on those until they get that jumper off, until they've stopped speaking. Because then before they know it, they're in that training mode and everything just kicks off from there.
1: Yeah. What were some common themes in your check-in?
0: Uh, exactly the same. Routine. Just struggling with routine and then implementing everything I spoke about at the start of this conversation where getting in motion. Now, shout out to a lot of the people I checked in. There was a lot that had said to me, hey man, I'm not doing anything with the dumbbell or kettlebell. I'm going, I'm waking up, I'm going for a run. Um, if if I'm feeling good in the afternoon, then I'll grab the dumbbell. That, that was huge for me because they already knew the importance of still moving where in the last lockdown, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't have done any running, any walking, um, anything like that. And then I even had some people uh, like Bianca, shout out to Bianca. She gave herself like a check-in buddy already where her and Eric were bouncing off each other and keeping each other accountable. Um, And I suggested to a few people, to maybe find someone that they could do that with. Now, there was a few that um, were new to the gym and didn't really know anyone. So I'm checking with those. Um, I'm just sending them a message each day. Hey, did you end up going for that run and so on? But um, a lot, yeah, just routine and trying to stick with that routine.
1: Yeah, so the way I try to word some of my check-ins was, um, how are you going with your training or movement?" yeah exactly it was like yeah instead of just like oh training with the dumbbells like are you still moving in some capacity are you even doing some mobility are you going for a walk that's you know that's still something
0: yeah exactly i I worded it exactly the same i don't know word for word but i didn't use i never used the word crossfit or or water or anything i think it was yeah something along those lines and and um that's a credit to also our coaches that our members now understand that you can just be walking and you can take it back that day and still get out what you need for that day
1: yeah. I think probably a, a little bit of a fear out there for some people is that they feel like they're going to lose their games.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: So that's why encouraging them just to just to do something. And even I, I wanted to share this in particular because there was a study that came out pretty recently um, that to even just to maintain your endurance, you only have to do like say one to two sessions per week um, at a low intensity of around the 13 to 26 minute mark. So you don't actually have to do much to, to maintain your fitness. And even in your strength, Uh, um, one set per week per, um, per body part to to maintain your strength. So not too much either. Like it's, you, you, you won't, you'll find that you'll have the muscle memory when you get back to the gym, everyone's in the same boat. Yes. Some people do have dumbbells or, or kettlebells or actual barbells as well. But when we get back into the gym, everyone's in the, in the same kind of, um, same boat.
0: Yeah. Well, if, if any of you guys haven't seen the post that Ali put up earlier this week on our, Um, at home programming page. Scroll back, find that. It's the one of her doing the handstand walk up against the wall. And she goes into that. And at the bottom of that, uh, only Ali knew that I hurt my back just after Torian, So I stopped all squatting. I didn't do any squatting. Um, I was seeing the boys at NEOS, which is a recovery center that a few of our members go to now. Muller told me to just stop all squatting. Um, And I stopped for six weeks. I just really focused on correcting My bottom position, being a little bit taller, I do a bit of a butt wink at the bottom. And then coming out of that squat puts a lot of pressure on the weaker side of my body, which is the left side. Um, And I was having some issues with squat cleans and stuff like that. Now, after six weeks and just doing the rehab and, and getting better in the bottom of that squat, Muller gave me the green light to start squatting again. And last week, I matched my PB. So that was six weeks of doing zero squatting absolutely zero squatting, just making sure that I was better in the bottom position that made up the distance to then make me the same in the squat as if I was doing squat training. Now I probably would have been worse off because I would have kept squatting the worst way with that butt wink at the bottom. Um, and by correcting it, I'm pretty confident that after a fair bit of time now I'll PB my back squat by not actually back squatting. So it's wild. Great, yeah.
1: yeah. I think that what you can kind of get from that as well is like, you found the opportunity within the obstacle, like you, you were given something, you go, okay, cool. I'm going to overcome that by spending more time on this. So maybe what the members can take away from that is, okay, okay, cool. Now that you're training from home, you may not be able to use the barbell as much or use the pull-up rig, but what's something you can focus on? Can you focus on your push-ups? Can you focus on getting comfortable upside down by kicking up to the wall? Can you focus on your mobility and actually sitting in a deep squat um, and working on those things? So what opportunities do you have now during lockdown, away from the gym, that you can actually use.
0: Yeah, massively. And and this is talking about habit stackings again. Uh, I know you do this, and I stole this from you. I will only start to watch Netflix. I'll start to watch Netflix a series on Netflix that I watch because I love watching it. But the way I have to start it is if I start stretching. So I pull the couch back. I turn the Netflix series on, and I'll turn. Um, go wad on, on my phone and I'll do the 22 minutes of stretching. Now when that 22 minutes is up, I'll step yeah. up and I keep watching the series. Now that's something that the members could do. That's the easiest little bit of like mobility or fitness or to tick a goal each day. You're watching Netflix and you're stretching on your carpet in front of the TV. Like it's so easy.
1: Yeah. yeah. You don't even know you're doing it. Yeah. No, it's, like, yeah. Yeah. For me, I do like the couch stretch, the bottom of the squat, like pigeon, whatever you want like and it's the same thing just get started you get the the ritual you open netflix then you start stretching and like you said you don't even know you're doing
0: it it's the easiest 22 minutes you'll ever do watching netflix like it's so easy and you'll thank
1: yourself yeah and you'll thank yourself when you get back into the gym because you feel better in the squatting position or you feel better because you you are more mobile
0: yeah massively like I've, i've done it every day this week so you know, like two hours and 10 minutes I've done of stretching on my lower back and hips while watching Outer Banks. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Um, it's yeah. easy to do.
1: Yeah, so maybe what the members can take away from that is like, okay, what's one thing you you can work on or that you that you need to work on that you can do from home and then commit to doing it, write down how many days per week you want to commit to doing it. So you might not say seven, you might say, okay, for three days this week, I'm going to commit to stretching or for three days this week, I'm going to commit to practicing my handstands on the wall yeah. and then we go back to the habit checklist and you tick it off that checklist and you go, okay, I committed to that and I and actually followed through with it.
0: Yeah. It's awesome. And it's, it's just so simple. And, and um, yeah, to, to, to make it, to make a habit or a routine a habit and just make it every single day, it needs to be simple. It needs yeah. to be not complicated and you need to not think about it. So You know, the enjoyment of watching something on Netflix, it takes me 20 minutes to do my stretching, which is a massive win for that day because I come from not doing any stretching. So I've made a habit a good I've made a bad habit a good habit.
1: Mm. Yeah. And even like we go back to the whole make it easy thing, Chinese weightlifters, for the first 12 months that they start weightlifting, they use the PVC pipe. Mm. That is it. How often does someone come into the gym and they want to start snatching 40 kilos straight away and they got no idea?
0: Yeah.
1: The, yeah. The, the best in the world start on a PVC pipe, pipe for 12 months. And then I think they have an empty barbell for 6 to 12 months.
0: Mm, crazy.
1: So they also start when they're three years old. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: probably all they can
1: snatch. <laughs> yeah, but still like they, yeah. they don't try and go, go too fast. They start nice and simple um, because they get the confidence, but also they get the, the proper technique too.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's we had a whole conversation on that. Four years of training for running ten seconds, like, and people want to jump twenty kilos in a back squat in a week. So yeah, yeah, now we could speak for that on a while. Uh, speaking about that, the CrossFit Games just a- ended, and I had this conversation with a fair bit of members, um, and we're now starting a new season. So, what did you think of the new format?
1: Man, I actually uh, really liked it. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, I was worried when they had the cuts in the games; like that's a bit unfair because people are doing such a mission to get there and travel with COVID and everything. But the way it actually, the way they did the cuts wasn't too bad. Um, the top twenty in the last days is the best way to do things because mm. you don't want to be watching the top forty. Yeah, um, I agree. Bit, bit boring there, but uh, I think obviously the, the best one. I think one of the, the key takeaways that I got from um, Justin meridos winning or whatever his last name is is something that, that 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 you and um that you and uh horner speak about a lot is that you don't have to win you just can't no. lose kind of thing he yeah, won yeah. one of he won one event you know <laughs> you
0: one event you don't have to be good at everything
1: just don't yeah, get beat probably, at everything yeah 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 so that was a, yeah. a real like um that blew my mind
0: yeah yeah i say that to jack all the time when he beats me in a squatting workout and not have to be good at everything yeah don't get beat at everything yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, yeah, I, yeah. I agree. And, and and the top 20 were um, the best top 20 in the end. So I was a little bit hesitant at the cuts, but um, it was good. It was good. And the, it's exciting, like as much as Matt Fraser was the man and, and it's exciting to see a competition again now. Um, I'm, cur- mm. I'm calling it. I'm calling a year out. Justin won't win again. Ricky will beat him next year. Um, that's a big call, but, yeah, I'm, I'm calling it. Huge. Yeah, so um, uh, he's only twenty. He's only twenty-two as well. Yeah, crazy. So young. So what's more crazy is the seventeen-year-old girls in the ladies' division. It's insane.
1: Mallory O'Brien. It, it, I think she snatched eighty-five kilos. She squat
0: cleaned one hundred and two. That's insane. I, yeah. I think I was like twenty-seven. That's all my PB? Back. Yeah, like <laughs> um, amazing. And, and what's crazy with her is compared to the other one, against Emma Cray. Why I think that Mao will be a million times better is because uh, she's so much stronger at 17. Like she's only going to get stronger, um, mm. and her strength is already like she was. She beat Haley Adams and Captain Davis' daughter in a strength workout, um, where normally like a 17-year-old would beat those older, more mature athletes in endurance or in like a sprint workout. The fact that she's beating him in a strength workout is crazy.
1: Yeah. Insane. I think she got an event
0: win maybe as well. Yeah. yeah. She, she won Can the we, wall walk yeah. thrusters and the thrusters uh, were like 62 <laughs> kilos. <laughs> yeah. So like it, that's not a gymnastics workout. Anyone yeah. that thinks that's a gymnastics workout. Yeah. They, the, the wall walks are gymnastics, but doing a wall walk is going to make that press and a thruster unbelievably hard. Like wall walks and double unders were insanely hard. Like wall walks and thrusters is, is crazy.
1: Yeah, one thing that I I got from the games, I was talking to Khan because Khan was on the demo team, and he said he has a massive respect for Dave um, Castro and the way, the the amount of thought that goes into the programming. Oh, absolutely. It's ridiculous.
0: I I sent I sent a photo to Horner one day after the game. He put up an Excel spreadsheet where it was just information overload on every single workout. Like, who came first, who came last, why did they come last, what he predicted the time was going to be, how it could be better. Like he had that blacked out uh, if he would do it again like crazy. Um, There was a lot of questions on the way he programs. Now, the way he programmed the quarterfinals, I think, was very, very rushed. Um, And I think he needs to maybe have a little bit more guidance on the, the 10%. Uh, he programmed as if it was for the one percent, but the way he programs the games is is unbelievably good. He will always find who the fittest is now, um, perfect to his programming. The Brazilian kid wins the strength stuff, but he's nowhere near winning because he has such weaknesses that he finds.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. How did you find the season this year? Because you've been competitive for a few years now. Mm. How did you find it um, with the the quarterfinals? The
0: the season's a million times better. And this is something I want to speak about because we have a lot of members that now treat it as a sport. um, And that group's growing. Um, If you are someone that's listening to this out of our members and does want to treat it as a sport and you're not part of our, um, we call it extras group, Uh, let me know and we can add you in. I I found it a million times better. I had a clear understanding of when I needed to peak and when I didn't need to peak. And at the very start of the season, I think I said a million times to Jack and James, like, relax, you don't need to be doing... The extras and the class, and then doing a grunt workout. Like it's just not that time of the year. And then when Christmas time rolled around and then into the new year, you know, I've got 12 weeks where I really need to dedicate everything to making it tutorial. Now I fell just short, and a few of our members fell just short, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's much better having a clear understanding of when you need to be. Now, we're in a massive off-season right now. So um, those that might be a little bit stressed about COVID interfering with how they'll go in the open, don't stress. This time last year, Horner wasn't training and he had his shirt off partying in Cairns. So you guys will be fine. <laughs> so don't worry about that. Um, just understand that, hey, I need to start to sacrifice around September and then around christmas time if i want to make that greater west team or i want to get in that top 30 or whatever it is to in, or i want to make the top 100 that's when you need to have a clear outline of this is what i'm going to train this is what i need to work on and you know this is how i'm going to get there
1: yeah i think i like what you just said about this is what i need to work on i think now is a good time to reflect and even sit down with yourself or you know some of the coaches yeah. or we all sit down as a group and go okay what do we actually need to work on you know do you need to get stronger? Do you need to get fitter? Do you need to get fat? Do you need to work on your gymnastics? Like for me, I know that I need to get stronger, and I need to work on my strict handstand push-ups. And those those are the two things I'm doing now. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I can only do two conditioning pieces a, a week.
0: Yep. yep. That's
1: all I'm allowed to do. And I tell you what, in the last eight to twelve weeks, I've gotten so much stronger by just focusing on strength. Crazy, Massive. right? Massive. <laughs> and my and my handstand push-ups have gotten so much better because I do them three times a week. And I think that's one thing I'm grateful for with with the lockdown is that I can't do pull-ups because I don't have a pull-up bar, but I can do a lot more handstand push-ups now, which is a a big weakness of mine. So again, looking at opportunities through obstacles, but actually you need to work on your weaknesses to get better at them. And then you only need to, to maintain your strength. So you don't need to do, like for me, I don't need to do five conditioning workouts a week. I'm not saying they're my strengths, but there's time to work on those because I need to bring my weaknesses up massively first my strength and my strict handstand push-ups
0: yeah massively and then uh if you're following me on instagram someone said to me all you do at the moment is burpee box jumps that's because i'm shit at them yeah and i find that that's what murders me and that's what murdered me uh, in the open, just go and so. Or I'm I'm just going to do burpee box jumps in every workout. If if I get programmed a workout, obviously I'm on a programming doing myself at the moment. But if I get a programming at the moment where it says 50 wall balls, I'm taking the wall balls out and doing burpee box jumps because I can do wall balls in my sleep, where I'm terrible at burpee box jumps. So I'm just going to implement burpee box jumps in there. Now, in saying that and, that, and that's something you guys can do. And if you you need to have a conversation with your coach or your checking coach about that. But if you find that hey man, like. I'm so good at strict handstand push-ups, you know. Like I don't need to do. This is not me. This is me talking about someone else. Um, you know, in, with this at-home programming, there's a lot of strict handstand push-ups, or I don't need to do that. I need to be doing pistol squats. That was just whatever. That's a high skill movement, but hey, how can I then put these in there? Well, speak to your coaches and they can be like, you know what, today you can take the strict handstand push-outs out and you can put the pistol squats in and, and things like that because our coaches are very experienced um, in all walks of, of programming and, and a lot of them have learned from experiences that they've got wrong, like we're just saying about where we need to realise, hey, I need to stop working on my strength. And, and um, yeah, I think, I think that's a, a great little bit of... Uh, information you've gave there about how you're still getting so much stronger and maintaining your fitness over that period of time
1: yeah because what the the, your body will basically do what you tell it to do not like tell you like whatever you make it do it will adapt to that right so if, if you want to get stronger and if you want to get bigger you've got to do training that that will promote that but if you're doing you know strength training three days a week and you're doing four conditioning days a week then your body kind of goes, okay, what do you want to do? Do you want to get fit? Do you want to get big? Mm. And it, Unless you're a newbie, newbies can get, they can get both, right? Yeah. But if you're experienced, you can't do both. You need to pick one for a certain amount of time, dedicate it and go, cool. I'm going to focus on getting strong and jacked. And then I'll focus on getting fast and, and fit later on.
0: Massively, massively. And and now is the time to do it. Now is the time to, yep. I don't know if this is the right word to use, but now is the time to neg- neglect one of the bases of fitness whether it be strength conditioning gymnastics to let it go and understand that you're not going to lose it Right? right you're never going to lose it you've already got that skill you don't forget how to ride a bike you can jump on a bike after three years and still know how to ride a bike i've seen members come in that haven't trained for over two years and pop up and do a handstand push-up and they're like oh i didn't know i would be able to do that like you've got muscle memory you know how to do it um, But yeah, focus on that one that you really need to focus on. And again, that's where the programming is and why I give the running extras and the conditioning extras and strength only. And um, if you're someone that only has a dumbbell at home and you need to get stronger, well, you need to really focus on the strength, the single leg stuff and uh, the tempo that's getting put in there and sticking to the tempo. Time under tension with such a light weight will be able to maintain strength more than you could ever imagine.
1: Yeah. And then just focus on progressive overload to get better as well. Massively. You know, one week you do 10 reps, next week you do 11 or 12, then you do 13 or 14. Like that's still getting better even if you only have one weight.
0: Yeah, massively. And and that's then to tap into the programming and where that's going and trying to keep you guys um, on the right track with maintaining your strength and stuff like that, I am doing that in the programming. if you've noticed that the the time under tension has gone from, I think it started at three and some of the movements are now up to five and the handstand push ups and the time kicking over started at 30 seconds and now it's at 45. So um, that's exactly what Josh spoke about is where we're trying to go with the programming and keeping you guys up to scratch while still being at home.
1: Yeah, what's on the cards for the program this week? Anything special? On
0: bringing in Hero Wad Saturdays, ooh, yeah, something to to get them going. Starting tomorrow with a Hero Wad called Nick. Um, It's so I was surprised that there is 15 Hero Wads with just dumbbells. I didn't think that. Um, So I'm going to bring in some Hero Wad Saturdays because I found uh, from the check-ins, everyone's really liking the Saturdays where they're getting outside. So this Hero Wad for tomorrow is a bit. Yuck, it's dumbbell squat cleans um, and then handstand push-ups on the dumbbells if you do it Rx. So, (laughs) yeah. So I don't know how the kicking is going to go on the handstand push-ups after the dumbbell squat cleans. But, um, yeah, that's what I'm going to bring in. And then um, just in the comment... I'm going to test a few workouts from, like, Dubai Fitness Championships and the CrossFit Games where they've just used dumbbells. Um, Doing one on Tuesday, I think it is, with... Dumbbell snatches, push ups, and I think box jumps. I think it's 12 rounds. It was from Dubai from a few years ago. So we're going to give that a go. Um, and then really just focusing on the single leg work over the days to come.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. Anything you're working on in particular this week?
0: Myself? Yep. Uh, I'm going to stick with the conditioning, just really overloading my conditioning over the next few weeks. Um, and yeah, getting off the ground, whether that be burpees, handstand push-ups, handstand walks. Um, I'm really going to be focusing on that. Yourself?
1: Um, I'm actually working on a few things with my nutrition. So I'm actually looking to eat more um, and then just play around with how many meals I have in a day. I usually just have four meals a day. So now I'm just trialing five meals in a day and making sure I eat enough on a Sunday. Yep. I tend to not eat much on a Sunday. Um <laughs> And I know that I feel I don't feel as strong going into the Monday sessions, so I'm just making sure I, I eat at least four meals on a, on a on a Sunday. Um, that's one thing. And then I start a new block of training next week, so again, more into the strength side of things, and and keep going with my um with my strict handstand push up work.
0: Now if anyone's still listening and Josh just asked me a question I completely forgot about it something I am doing that I started 4 days ago was my own little challenge if anyone wants to jump in let me know I'd love a bit of support but I sort of stole it from everyone knows that 75 days hard um, I wasn't quite ready to commit to 75 days so I'm doing 14 days where I finish my program that's a big one for me where when I start training if it says four sets of something that I don't like like single leg RDLs, I'm going to do all four sets. Normally in the past, I would do three sets and be like, oh, the time's getting on now, you better get moving and cut it down. That was one of my goals that I'm going to do every day. I'm going to drink three litres of water. Um, i found that being at home and not doing as much physical activity, whether it be at the gym or whatever, I'm not drinking as much. I am not having any junk food. I found that I was smashing a lot of junk food at home. I'm going to read 10 pages and then I'm also going to do five minutes of breath work in the morning. Now that's something you're big on the breath work. Yeah. Um, a lot of the members in the morning class come in and see you doing your breath work first thing in the morning. <laughs> yeah. um, I remember Dicey yeah. saw that. I was like, oh, I wonder what he's thinking. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, I'm going to write down my thoughts on those things that I did and how they improved. There's another one in there that I'm going to compare my resting heart rate with my whoop over the 14 days, but some of us don't have a whoop. So, yeah, that's something that anyone wants to jump in on. Let me know.
1: Yeah, nice. I'm actually getting back. I journal in the evenings. I'm getting back into journaling in the mornings. <laughs> Um, so actually I I thought I'd share this. If anyone is looking at getting into journaling, I've got a couple of prompts here, um, that I learned last night from my mate, uh, Simon, and basically the acronym in the morning is GAGE and it's gratitude affirmations, goals, and excitement. So basically something you're grateful for one to three things you're grateful for, um, some positive affirmations. So you might say I'm strong or I'm enough or these kind of things, um, goals. So either goals for the day, goals for the week, goals for the year. Um, and then excitement. So, things you're excited for. So, for me, my thing today was you know, I'm excited for training. Um, I'm excited to do the podcast with Tim and I'm excited to make pizza tonight for dinner. So, that was <laughs> a few things. So, that's in the morning, game. Awesome.
0: Yeah. And
1: in the evening, it's gift. So, gratitude, improvement, forgiveness, and time over. So, again, things you're grateful for, um, things you could improve, uh, forgiveness, either, you know, forgive yourself for something or forgive someone who did you wrong. And then time over. If you had time over again today or, you know, time over again for the, something that happened a few weeks ago. Uh, what would you do? What would you do differently?
0: I like that. That's good. It's a good yeah. outline. Sure, the excitement one is good. I've never done that before, but I suppose it gives you that light, that excitement to hey, this is what's coming up. Let's get through. Yeah. Let's get through whatever the shit part of the day is. Like, hey, I've got to go. You know, write this out, or I've got to go clean this because I know that this is coming.
1: Yeah. And like people that you know, know me and follow the Fortitude um, Instagram know that I'm really big on, on gratitude. And the reason is it's also evidence-based. So the research shows that there was a study done on people and they, they practiced gratitude one time a week and they wrote down five things they were grateful for and their happiness increased by 25%. Like one, one time a week. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you did it every day or yeah. twice a day. And you can always find something you're grateful for you can always find something that went well in your day, um, and the more you practice it, the more you start to scan the day for these kind of things. Some days it could be, "Oh, I enjoyed having a coffee in the sun," like, or yeah, I enjoy something my, so little, yeah, yeah, like, or I enjoy like my routine, my um, the area that I get to go for a walk in, or I I'm grateful for technology and still being able to talk to people over over Zoom or over Skype or something. Like, it could be really little, but you start to scan for these things. Um, and it just makes you feel he's better.
0: Yeah, massively, massively. And then it also, when something goes wrong in the day, it, it, I don't know how to explain it, it makes that feel less of an impact on your day because you know all the other things that have gone right. You know, like 70% of the day has been great. You know, you're not going to throw away a day for 30% when you already know that 70% of the day has been amazing.
1: Exactly right. And like, so yeah, if 10 things happen in a day, and nine of them are good. We always focus on the one bad thing.
0: That's yes, right. But
1: if that was a test, and you got 90%, you're like, "Fuck, I nailed yeah, it!" Like, amazing. But because, yeah, because it's your life or your habits or whatever, you go, "I oh, I stuffed the one one thing up." But look at the percentage. Like, it's amazing. 90% or 80%. You're doing pretty good.
0: Yeah, and that I I say this a million times to people in the gym when it gets to that last minute in an EMOM and they miss the lift, and then I see them wandering around upset. And I'm like, you hit 95%. Like, it's not, you, you're not going to get 100% every day. Like, and that's a great analogy I could say to him too. Like, if I give you a test every day, you're not going to get 100% every day. Like, it's just yeah. not possible.
1: So, Mate, when I'm at uni, he's got degrees just passing. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You'd be grateful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Man, that was, that was great. It's, that was an awesome, chat, man. A perfect little insight to start off our first, um, Little podcast to get our members a little bit of information. Hopefully, they can listen on their walks or on their drives and just know a bit of insight into our coaches. Uh, I have no doubt that you'll be back on here pretty soon um, going over some more stuff. Like I said, we need to have a, a, a big chat about Atomic Habits, uh, the book. And we also could have a chat on the gratitude and the book that yourself and I have read on that um, and how we can implement that into our daily lives for people. For sure. Awesome, man. Hey, That's thank a pleasure. You. see you soon mate everyone enjoy enjoy see you all soon let's see if i can upload this bad boy (laughs) there we go (laughs) see you see you bro